For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club and the number one fans in all of FCS Athletics, the Jackson State University Tigers. This is Coach O again with your 2021 defensive preview. Similar to our offense, we knew there were some voids that we had to address on our defense in order for us to go to another level as a program. They say defense wins championships, and that's exactly what we expect this unit to do after being rebuilt. You still have the likes of All-American Keontae Hampton, and all-conference performers in Auburn Miller Jr. and C.J. Holmes. But with that being said, we had to add the reinforcement. So that's why we went and got guys like Niles Gaddy and Abdul Malik McClain from the University of Tennessee and from the University of Southern Cal as two phenomenal pass rushers. While they're rushing the passers, you have the beef inside with Antoine Owens from Georgia Tech and Junior Miller from Auburn University. We wanted to add another athletic piece to our linebacker core. So we went down to Florida and got James Houston from the University of Florida, a grad transfer student with two years of eligibility left. When your head coach is the greatest to ever do it, and you have over 40 years of NFL experience in that position room, you have to get guys that uphold the standard in the secondary. So that's why you go get one of the top transfer corners in the country in Al Young. You go get a young fellow named Kevrick Wiggins from Louisiana Monroe. You go get a big-time safety from the University of Florida by way of Garden City Community College in John Huggins. And then you go get another big-time safety with a familiar last name in Shiloh Sanders from the University of South Carolina. We expect these guys, with the addition of the young guys who I didn't mention, that we brought in as freshmen, a talented freshman class. We expect a defense that returns to the dark side days. But there's only one way to find out. Will you be in Miami September the 5th? When we take on FAMU, maybe you'll get a chance to see the return to glory from a dark side defense. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 175 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast. Bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined today again by Mike B. What up, Mike? What's going on, Corey? What's going on, Tiger fans? Good to be back. And fresh out of the phone booth, Superman, Ken Clark. (laughs) What's going on, Corey? What's up, Tiger Nation? (laughs) Robert Kim may take offense to that, just saying. Yeah, you're right about it. You said who? 
Kit. Robert Kit. I'm talking about JSU's all-time leading passer, Superman Robert Kent. Yeah. Welcome to the show. FIB, baby. Let's go, Jack Town. How's everybody doing out there? <laughs> Guys, thank you for having me on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Robert Kent, take offense to that? My bad, Kent. Hey, you know, we know Kent. <laughs> Kent's the original Superman. They call me Superman because I'm Ken Clark in reverse. You know, anyway. Yeah. In case you in case you were wondering, why is he calling this yeah. man Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> Absolutely. And we had to bring him back. The big Aristotle. Shaq. <laughs> What's good, Blue Bingo crew? What's good? What's good with it? What's going on? The diesel. Uh, the diesel. He is back. <laughs> big cactus. What's, what's going on, family? How y'all doing, man? Good, good, man. Good, good. man. We are yes. on to part two of our fall camp preview, and this time we're talking defense. We already oh, yeah. talked offense, so now it's time to take it to the other side. And on paper, this unit appears to be loaded, guys. I know we've been talking about it. Much has been made of Shadur Sanders' quote at media day when he was essentially asked to compare facing the JSU defense in practice to going up against the opposing swag defenses. Now, because we talked about that. We won't get into it. We've already talked about it on the podcast. It's been all over the Internet. But I always tell folks, because I, I get always people ask me, who's going to start? You know, what's going to start? What's this position going to look like? And I always tell folks, let's just wait until they put on the pads. Well, it's finally time for those pads, and we're going to see some very interesting and competitive position battles this fall, which we'll go into depth on all that. But first, I want to hear from each of you, which position battle are you looking forward to the most? Uh, for uh, me, it's the uh, defensive line. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, the games are won and lost in the trenches, man. So um, I think everybody, in, you know, Tiger Nation is, is excited about, you know, the upgrades we've made in the defensive uh, on the defensive line, and, and we got a lot of um, good talent that came in, and we just want to kind of see how it all plays out. So I'm definitely looking at uh, that that battle that's going to happen right in the trenches. But for me, um, it's got to be the linebacker core. Mm. Um, Coach Coach Prime hinted to it, but I think the linebacker core is going to have some nice surprises that I can't wait to see. Good yeah, linebacker is a good one, but um, I'm definitely interested in seeing the secondary. Uh, particularly the cornerbacks. I think there's going to be a lot of competition there. You know, people see the John Warren, you know, had a great season, projected to start, probably will, but I don't think it's going to be uh, easy for him. I think there's going to be a lot of guys pushing him for that for that cornerback spot. Mm. And I just want to say that wasn't planned. That wasn't staged for Ken to say D-line, Jack to say linebackers, and Mike to say secondary. No, we didn't. I, I, when he when he said it, I was like, man, it's only three real core positions, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I think we all kind of excited about what we're going to see, man. It's going to be a battle at every single, you know, position, man. And that's that's no exciting. Position no, no position not at safe. all. Not at all. I counted. We have 20 kids. That are three star and four star on the on the on the defense right now. Oh, I'm not man. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. I'm saying like and I'm saying their lowest rating that they got. Mm-hmm. We have 20. Listen to this, man. Of the defensive line, we got six kids that are that are that are that are stars. Three star or better. At linebacker position, we got six. That's that's 12. And check this out. At the DB position. We got eight. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, like twenty kids, man. Wow. And that 
I'm saying we we got just DBs alone. We got more three and four star kids than half of the swag have on the entire roster. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And uh, let's start in the trenches because that's where it starts. And, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about this D-line in the spring. We, we don't have to go back and forth on it. We've, we've already had these discussions in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. Obviously, a lot of guys being out. But now we have the dogs. Coach Prime has always been talking about it. He saw what's under the tree. So now the world's about to see what's under the tree. So let's talk about this position battle along the D-line. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, this is the position that I'm the most excited about. Um, we got a preview um, of the defensive line. We 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 didn't have the best showing. We didn't get a lot of uh, pressure uh, on the quarterbacks on this particular. I mean, if we just threw a couple of names out there, if we just go into the projected starters. Like I said, Coach Prime hasn't announced any starters, but if I had to go out on a limb, I would say depending on how they're gonna if they're gonna do a four man front or a three man front. I uh, know he, he they. Uh, four linebackers we probably move one up to the rush but i'm on i'm excited to see uh mr antoine owens uh i project i'm projecting him to uh start as a defensive end um on that line we got mr cornish miller big junior back uh i'm I'm excited to see junior on the opposite side of the line and right up in the middle i want to see that big man child that we signed (laughs) out of maryland uh, a, a we flipped from Tennessee, you know, transfer uh, Mr. Katron Evans. And really, when you look at the uh, the breakdown of this, those three, I mean, you're talking a four star uh, in, in junior, uh, a four star in Katron and a, um, and a three, year, you know, two to three year starter, three star, um, all ACC style, uh, big body on the front end. You're looking at a, a mean, mean front three. Um with the possibility of coaches, you know, coach um, weeks deciding to do more of a, of a filling that rush position, which could either be Mr. Niles Gaddy, who was pretty serious at me at swag media day, or <laughs> he you scared me. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you can see, he intimidated me. <laughs> but, but think about this though, fellas, or you can see that other four star we signed that, that transferred in from USC, Mr. Malik Abdul McLean. So when you got that kind of size and speed and talent on the front end, I think we we definitely looking to see some upgraded play in the in the trenches. One thing I like about this defensive unit is when you go back and look at the film, you look at the tape. All guys are equally talented, but their skill sets are just so diverse. A number of ways that you can put together this defensive line to accomplish whatever it is you want to do based on the opponent. Um, and it's going to allow the coaches to sort of dictate and do what they want to do on defense as opposed to reacting. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's going to start up front. And uh, what we have is going to allow us to match up well with any offense that, that we may face throughout the season. In addition to the new guys, uh, we can't forget about, you know, your Justin Reagans and your um, Jamani Cranes and these guys who are mm-hmm. also going to have an opportunity to start or play significant time to kind of uh, spell the guys who, who do start. So we're in a good position. I, I would have to agree with you, Mike. I mean, looking at all of the depth that we've accumulated um, in the trenches, I think for the most part, when you when you want to build a, an effective D-line, you want to start from middle out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, with any, that's with any, you know, effective defense. So you're starting with the guys, the big guys up the middle. Um, and as the Mr. Superman so eloquently stated, uh, of course, four-star Mr. Katron Evans. I'm really excited about what he's going to be able to, to do in the middle. 
Um, and let's not forget about, you know, those rushings, those speed rushings. And I think we mentioned earlier Antoine Owens, but I but I like McLean coming off that edge as well. And mm-hmm. I also think Niles Gaddy, obviously, with the mean streak, is going to be a tremendous asset coming off that edge as well. So if we can solidify the middle up front um, and, 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 and wreak havoc would cause those guys to be double teamed, which is going to free up those guys on the edges, it's going to be tough in this whack, man. Uh, it will be. Uh, and one more point to that is that we're three deep in, at all positions on the D line. And to Mike's point, Mike brings up um, Justin Reagans, who's um, has been pretty consistent. Jamani Crane had a really good spring, but some names to kind of throw out there that we didn't even kind of mention to just kind of solidify what we're talking about from a depth standpoint. You got Trevon Riggins. Uh, we just had a uh, th- three-star transfer in from uh, Illinois. Um, we signed uh, for Darius Carr. But I also want to make mention of, we had, we, we was hearing some rumblings out of practice that Mr. 5A defensive player of Mississippi, uh, Mr. Jeremiah Williams, who who's coming in as a two-star, but coming from a really good program up in uh, home central, Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Coach Rogers up there. And um, I think when you're looking at being able to substitute the three that I just mentioned from a D-line standpoint and go with another two, uh, three deep Michael Webb transferring in for Western Illinois, I mean, the list goes on and on. We're about list nine deep. On. Yeah, we're about <laughs> nine deep on the front three. But It's easy to forget some of these guys' names. It, it, it is. Know. It is. But I, I just, I just kind of fantasize about having those kind of three and then you're looking at a, a a rush, you know, with 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 Niles on one side and then McLean on the other side. That could be a time where you could have literally Antoine Owens, Malik Abdul McLean, and you can have Niles Gaddy all rushing off the edges. Mm-hmm. You know, plus, and plus then, Cohen is coming up the middle. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna just stop right there. We're not we're gonna get into the linebackers, but if you go jailhouse blitz and you go uh, a three-man rush up the up the middle or, or off the edge now you got to deal with those all swag linebackers on the second level but mm-hmm. it, it's 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 setting up to be nice man <laughs> absolutely and let, let's talk about this depth that's one thing i'm really big on really high on the depth that we have the quality depth right. uh, and specifically right. in our mic i know you we talk about this often past jackson state teams it seems like we'll we'll kind of just wear down in the, in the second half. We'll we'll get tired. We'll get fatigued. Don't have the depth, and then we, we you know we tend to wear down uh, towards that second half. But well, how big of a difference? How much of a difference do you think it would be? A having the quality depth, and then B having the strength and conditioning that it looks like the the guys that we have this year will have as well. How much of a difference will that make for us? I think the one thing that's going to put us at a competitive advantage is um, you know a lot of guys are you know coming off uh, a COVID year where they didn't play uh, football at all or, or they played a limited amount of football, and that's going to be the same thing with our opponents. So you're going to have a lot of guys who are still trying to get their win, especially during the first half of the, half of the season. Uh, so uh, it's going to be good to have that depth to where you can have someone come in and spell you and uh, your defense doesn't miss a beat. So I think um, having that quality depth, uh, it's really going to pay dividends uh, during the first half of the season. Style of play matters. I mean, a lot of teams go fast. A lot of teams play high up tempo, and um, we played a lot of games in the spring in the daytime. So when you got those two o'clock games, man, we're in the south. A lot of humidity. The heat's high. I mean, it wears it. It weighs, it weighs down on you because you, if you guys can recall, in the spring, uh, the third quarter was our most you know ridiculous mm-hmm. quarter. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 were done. We you know we play high high tempo. We play high energy. Get to the get to halftime. Come out flat every single game. So uh, that was uh, definitely a testament to a lack of depth and and some attrition as well as uh, conditioning. Agree wholeheartedly. Uh, depth plays a huge part, not only you know for most you know high mid major and and high power five programs, but especially in our conference because typically. You know, you're, mo- most teams in the SWAC are usually one, maybe one and a half, you know, one and a half lines deep in terms of the trenches and, and, and personnel that you can go to to be effective. And when you can consistently bring in effective quality depth to spare those guys, uh, mm-hmm. to give them a different look, a different pace, different rhythm, different techniques, all of that plays a major role in, in how effective you can um, you you could be in the in the not only stopping the run game but also just being playing aggressive on defense. So uh, I think we're in a good position right now with having some quality personnel. I I can't imagine how all of this is going to look. Um, you know when they first put pads on and, and you start to see people stand out a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. You start to see people's stamina and endurance starts to increase and you start to see who wants it more. So I'm I'm excited to see the battles that we're going to see once everybody puts those pads on. I think and one quick thing, I think when there is a lot of depth on the team, there's going to be limited minutes, limited snaps, limited reps. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a, some high caliber t- uh, uh, kids. I'm talking about, you know, we got have an eight, eight nine defensive lineman that could start on any team in the SWAC, in my opinion. But if you limit mm-hmm. those guys snaps, they get to go. I mean, hair on fire, all 100%. out, 100 percent every single play. And that right. is right. what you know. That that's how you wear a team down. Absolutely, you know, that's how you Absolutely. wear them down. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm definitely. Definitely. Yep. Oh, that 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 consistent intensity, it mm-hmm. wears on you. It 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 wears you down, um, and you get fatigued. And that's when that's when the gamers broke through. I mean, essentially, we've seen it time and time again in the swag. Once we face these, you know, mid major programs. You know, we we the first half we stand a chance. You know, we're hanging with the teams. That second half comes, all guys are worn down. Uh, they start getting beat in the trenches, and you know the game goes away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, addressing the depth issues and having that quality personnel to, you know, fill in the gaps where needed and to keep that same intensity, uh, that's going to be tremendous for us. The breaking point for the average uh, football player, especially collegiate football player, they say is around thirty-five to forty snaps. So if you can bring these guys in and, and kind of, you know, keep every guy to a snap count of 35 to 40 plays, uh, you're going to get the best out of them. And you're, it's going to bring out the best in your, in your team as an entirety. Mike B Good with point. the stats. He said 35 to 40. <laughs> I always wonder what that magic number was. And Mike just let me know. 35 to 40. Okay, let me write yeah. that down. You got to keep him on yeah. the third side of four. <laughs> I heard NFL players say it once, so that's, that's gotcha, gotcha. What, what's the average number of snaps they average for the whole game? Uh, uh, anywhere from eighty to ninety. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Offense, yeah, eighty yeah, to ninety. And, I mean, like, and like yeah. Oregon, Oregon at one point had like what ninety five or something like that, a hundred plays for the game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes, so they sometimes try, they, try, they try to do that by design. Yeah, but some, sometimes it works against you, though. You know, you gotta. Uh, I see a lot of coaches. Uh, just one quick sidebar that they don't know how to turn tone it down. They happen to, you know, and then you see toward the end of the game, they 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 like uh, time management. Yeah, they they like the balance. Yeah, yeah. no they balance. Go too fast, leave too much time on the clock for the uh, opposing team. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. On to the next position battle that everyone's talking about. You know, we talked about the depth along the lines and the number of snaps. Well, I think we'll be able to keep these linebacker snaps down if we if we rotate every linebacker in who's good enough to play <laughs> because we have a <laughs> surplus of talent. We have veterans. We have we have youth. We have the freshmen. We have the transfers. We have it all. I, I just want a camera on this position battle at linebacker and I want to watch it like it's a TV show. Like it's coming mm. on well, like every Thursday night, like the Cosby show used to come on. We were <laughs> I'll watch oh, yeah. it every Thursday night at 7 p.m. I tune in. So let's talk about it. Oh, man, I, I can't wait. And of course, we got two all-conference guys that are coming back to the squad in Aubrey Miller and Keontae Hampton, who's pretty much been a beast since his freshman year um, mm. at the I Love. Um, but, you know, if, if I had to pick um, a surprise player, that I think uh, is going to have an impact, even as a freshman, I'm going to go with Baron Hobson. Um, mm. We already know about, of course, the the four-star transfer that we're getting from University of Florida, uh, James Houston. Shout out to him. And I definitely think he's going to, you know, transform the way we play that position um, in, in terms of, you know, different packages and so forth. But my surprise player is probably going to be Baron Hobson. I think I think even as a freshman, he's probably going to get on the field and he's probably going to do some special things. Yeah, I, I think um, linebacker, man, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Shout out to Keontae, man. He he posted a, um, he posted on his social media uh, his uh, his degree. Congratulations on getting your degree, That's man. Right. He, he's uh, represented, definitely represented the university uh, the way we wanted to. Uh, we want to see our student athletes do it. He's been consistent. Uh, I, I, I think I, when when we first start seeing some of this talent that we were getting to transfer in, it's first time I ever thought, man, that man, it's possibly that you know Keontae may not start. But then I was like, ah, nah, nah, Keontae gonna go out there and do what he got to do. He gonna get on that field, man. So oh, yeah. um, um, when you when you factor in, like he said, two two all conference players and Aubrey and Keontae, they were they were they were they were awesome in the spring. Um, Bringing in James Houston, transferring in from Florida, very similar uh, uh, body style to me as Aubrey. Uh, played more of kind of the uh, same middle linebacker type position. Um, but the cool part about this, when you when you factor in, Niles Gaddy is actually a linebacker. So mm-hmm. when you go with a big linebacker like a Niles Gaddy, who can who can be off the edge, and you you, you may wind, we may wind up seeing a situation where one of our all conference linebackers may not even start. That's the level of talent that the coaches have brought in to upgrade. Um, but that's just three. So if we play three or play three or four, uh, we brought, we bring it in, not just, he uh, Shaq just mentioned Baron Hobson. Baron Hobson was number one of the top inside linebackers out of the state of Georgia. Georgia's a state that's full of talent. But one other yeah. player to mention to kind of keep a lookout for another young talent is Mr. Jeremiah Brown. Absolutely. I mean, now, now, now Jeremiah Brown, three star. I mean, the boy got he, he built like a man, he's a grown man body already, right? Yeah. And knows um, is all the way around the ball. Always oh, man. around the ball. But but here's the thing though, he he led the state of Florida in tackling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we talk about the state the point, of Florida. That, that's huge. The state I, of Florida. I understate that. The number one tackling machine at linebacker is is a freshman at Jackson State. He, just think about that. And that's why we try to tell these folks, like when people get to talking about transfers coming in. Yeah, we got transfer. We got really good, talented transfers that are coming to Jackson State. But man, Coach Coach Prime has done. I mean, he's hit the ball out of the park, man. I'm talking about a 500 yard banger with some of his freshman talent that he's got coming in. 
And at that linebacker position with a Baron Hobson, Jeremiah Brown, um, Brazon Ross, who may play some defensive line, um, CJ Nunnally. But don't let's not forget about KJ uh, Arrington. Let's not forget mm-hmm. about right. it, Mr. Uh, uh, we still got some talent that's still at the linebacker position. Keith Lopez, um, big, mm-hmm. big body, yeah. six, six body. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll see the field, but it's going to be fun to see, man. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, all I can say is that I know whoever touches the field, uh, they're going to shine. And the main reason why is because of what we discussed a moment ago, the defensive line. We're going to be able to keep our linebackers clean and just let them go out there and wreak havoc, you know, and and headhunt like they they want to. Keontae Hampton, Aubrey Miller, I expect those two to start. Of course, it's going to be competition, but they're going to start and they're just going to, you know, they're just going to, you know, eat up the swag, man. I remember... Back in the 90s, it was a movie that came out called um, The Ghost in the Darkness. I don't know if you all saw it, but it was about these two lions that were just just two lions. They'll go hunting, mm. just wreak havoc on camps and things like that. And when I when I think when I think of that movie, I think of Keontae and I, I think of, um, of Aubrey. And it just um, mm. except they're tigers, obviously, but just just guys going out there just feasting, just feasting on offenses. You know, eating up running backs, eating up quarterbacks, whoever wanted, whoever. And um, I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to that too. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is going to be keeping these linebackers clean, and that whoever is on that field, they're going to shine. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and there's just so many names. I know we can't just name everybody, but we were mentioning the freshmen. Obviously, you start with the Baron Hobson. Of course, you're going to talk about a Jeremiah Brown. But one name that we kind of touched on, but kind of brushed over, uh, as we were talking about, I think the D lineman was a Brazon Ross, but. I'm kind of hearing he may be kind of a hybrid, maybe linebacker slash D lineman, three star mm-hmm. out of Nevada. I mean, there's just a wealth of talent all across this defense. Right, right. And he got to remember he was one of the first three star guys to uh, to commit to Coach Prime out of high school, I believe. So uh, we yep. definitely got to throw him in the mix there. But yeah, if, if if you look at how he's built, he's built more like um, strong side linebacker. Probably okay. could be a rush in, but I'm interested to see what the staff has in mind for him. I mean, when you go back and look at his high school film, he's got a high motor. I mean, the kid is is very physical. He's strong. I mean, he could put his hand in the dirt, but I don't have a problem with him coming out of the dirt and just going barrel down on somebody. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, really, when you look at it, it just looks like the coaches are, are putting these players in the right position as far mm-hmm. as where they're going to project at the next level. And this is mm-hmm. the part about having a, a professional um, a, 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 a coaching staff Filled with, um, uh, first of all, led by a Hall of Famer, um, probably arguably the greatest that is ever, the greatest ever, but just 84 years of, of, of coaching experience. They know where to put these guys at, where they're going to be the most successful, and you just got to go with it and just trust their instincts and trust the development that comes in with that. But Brazon Ross at a linebacker position in the swag, mm-hmm. my goodness, man, I love it. I love the sound yeah. of it. And then Ross, he's dropped a little bit of weight as well. If you, you know, looking at the weight that he was listed as when we first signed him, when he was listed as a D lineman. So be interested in, to see where he lines up. But, uh, you know, with these freshmen, how huge is this red shirt rule where you can get the four games in now? I think that's oh, going to. That's, that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives these kids an opportunity to get some exposure and some experience, some game time experience on the field while not burning up their eligibility um, because we, We've seen it time and time again where, you know, a kid burns his red shirt or burns his freshman year. And they only, you know, previously played maybe about one or two games. And, you know, after that, right. it's over with. So them having them having four games 
um, to, to get acclimated to the game speed, uh, understanding the playbook, knowledge of the game, uh, and, and just knowledge of, of, of how to, how to um, you know, adjust to you know, the college landscape uh, in terms of what they're doing on the football field. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be extremely beneficial for not only us, but all the programs across the board. Yeah, you'd be amazed at how much game film that you can accumulate um, over, over a period of four games that you can, you know, take back with you over the summer, kind of digest mm-hmm. it, look at it, say, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is what I need to do better. I need to line up here instead of there. And, uh, and, and you get four years to, 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 um, to develop that. So um, that, that is huge, being able to play up to four games, four games that you just, I just get all this film that I can go back and look at with my coaches. That's that's uh that's I'm I'm happy I'm excited for the kids because uh I'm I'm just excited for you know the kids at every level of, of college football uh that they're allowed to do that now. And and one other thing I want to make mention of is this because when Mike was just talking, the thing that come to mind is this. We're getting these caliber players. See the, the, the thing that 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 I want to make mention of is the fact that you gotta look at these kids' bodies, man, that are coming in as as freshmen. Usually these kids are the kids that go to power five schools. So their development of their physical body, um, you know, the red shirt matters. But if you kind of look at, not saying that SWAC players don't come in strong, please don't take it the wrong way. What I'm trying to say is, is that we got a system in place where um, these kids are coming in ready to hit the field, right? Jeremiah Brown, you look at Baron Hobson and Jeremiah Brown, they could actually start day one in the SWAC and actually play high, you know, high caliber minutes for us. But Having a Keontae and an Aubrey takes the pressure off these guys. These guys are already ready, but they get to come in and kind of learn the speed of the game. They get to come in and, and adjust. And I just I look at it like this. I think most of these freshmen are really on track to get master's degrees. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. This is a master's degree opportunity for all these kids that are signing, especially with the NIL coming in. They can uh, make revenue. But just wanted to make that point. You know, guys, we can stay on these linebackers forever. I'm only going to throw one more name out there, and we're going to move on. But this is the most intriguing linebacker. Linebacker slash D lineman. I don't know where he's going to play. But when you when you look at the film, you say, well, wait a minute, what am I seeing right, <laughs> right now? <laughs> I'm talking about Mr. Military, Donald Turley. Oh, man. <laughs> so mm. am I, what am I seeing here? Because I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean that in a good way. I'm looking at this film like, wait a minute. <laughs> These guys just kind of flying under the radar. This guy's knocking the heads off in, in these film in this film. I tell you, man, okay. when I looked at his film, I the first linebacker. I, I thought, man, this is a big, big, just country strong brute force. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I also saw slow feet. So I said to myself, when I first saw his film, I said, he won't play this. He he won't play linebacker for us. He's gonna. I think the coaches are gonna put his hands in the dirt, because when you look at his just his, his social media, man, he's a workhorse in the weight room. You mm. got that kind of that kind of physicality. He looked like a pain seeker. You know what I mean? I think I know what I'm talking about when I say that. So you put put him under the nose, baby. Make him go wreak havoc and, and command yeah. a double team. Well, well, you know. He's a Marine, so you know what they said about Marines. You know, just like like Shadur said, you know they different. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's and right. that's a that's a different kind of toughness and different kind of work ethic. Okay. So um, so you know I see great things for him, and you know definitely appreciate the service he's doing for this country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and man. and and another thing to add on to that, 
I think I think he bl- he brings a level of maturity to that position. Um, Great point. And some, and, and some stability. So he's going to show those guys, you know, the a Marine work ethic, and he's going to mm-hmm. show those guys, you know, the persistent attitude that, you know, that comes with the military. So in that mindset. So I think he's going to be a, a good asset to have on that. Not sure, you know, what position is he's going to be the most effective at, but looking at the game film, the guy's a head bustle. Mm-hmm. He definitely is. He definitely is. All right, moving right along. Secondary, you know, it's right up there for me. It ranks up there. I know I had you guys, you know, let me know which position battle you were looking forward to the most. I didn't answer because for me, I don't know if it's secondary or, or linebacker. I'm looking looking at both of them. But this secondary is fully loaded. You know, we were talking the other day about the number of legitimate NFL prospects in this secondary. I don't know who's going to start, but I'm looking forward to seeing them get it done. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, after we reviewed these uh, defensive lines and, and defensive linemen, rather, and, and linebackers, I'm not sure if there's going to be anything for these defensive backs to do. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the play might be open to, you know, maybe, maybe they can work on some tip drills, get some defective balls or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but in, in all honesty, man, we're loaded at cornerback. And Dejon Warren, it, it's great to have him. And I know he'll get significant playing. And, you look at what he did in the spring and even I would even, you know, I, I just pencil me to start it right now. You, you can't, you know, write it in ink because the coaches are really high on Al Young. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing. Um, then, Very high. Uh, CJ, Al, CJ. Al Young. So yeah. physical from what I'm, from what I'm being told. Yeah. Yeah. Physical yeah. They, they like the guy. Yeah. He can uh, get his, get his hands on you. And, um, and, and, and of course, uh, CJ Holmes, and then uh, you know Isaiah Bolden, they'll they'll find a way to get all these guys on the field, but um, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be uh, your top two there. I think it's going to come down to package. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what, what 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 package they run? They go with a five DB set. I see I see um, I see Al being um, uh, starting at at the um, at the cornerback position along with Nugget. I see I actually see uh, Zay going to the nickel uh, the nickel spot. Um, reason why I say that is because they they has a what four three speed. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, if you go back to that film of you know after the after the camp, you know he he was holding his own against a forty something year old To man. <laughs> I, I know they you know T, hey To is a specimen man. You know I saw he's a, different. He's video. Different. No, he's I, I saw a video of him just the other day. To like fifty man. He out there still working and, and still got a trainer. I mean it's it's insane man. But um but but when you talk about you know Zay. At the nickel spot, that's a four star. Uh, you talk about uh, two, three star cornerbacks, and then you go to the back end with a uh, with, with Shiloh and 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 um, and uh, John. Those are my five DBs that I see starting. Uh, I would say John John Huggins would be uh, our strong safety. Shiloh more free safety. But but check this out, fellas. Just consider this for a quick second. Let's say the coaches decide that they want to go um, heavy on the DBs. You you could you could do that. You could even do that and drop John down into more of a kind of a hybrid line. But I mean, they, they, the, the the level of talent when you talk about physicality. If you look at John Huggins and his body, man, that's a that's a big boy, man, playing safety back there. And so, for those of the listeners who don't know, John Huggins a transfer from Florida. Oh, a lot absolutely, of people aren't familiar with with him, but he is a he's a special. He's a, he's a big kid, and uh, just look him up, do the do the research, and, and watch oh, yeah. the film. He's a headhunter, you know, just like Sh- uh, uh, Shiloh. Um, if you go back and look at John's uh, film at Garden City Community College, uh, we transferred in after leaving Florida. 
um, when it, when the, when he got to the ball, the play stopped. Very similar to Keontae, very similar to Aubrey. Um, so when you got that level of talent where guys can cover, hit, got speed and power. I mean, that's a that's a five man DB core that's unlike anything that you'll see in the swag. I agree. I agree with you. And I I think you know, looking at this, you know, from the surface level, man, Coach Thurman has so many options. Right. Um, and, and right now, the, that's the name of the game is the flexibility that you can bring to your position, because a lot of these guys that we're mentioning, they're they're hybrid guys, which means that they can play dual positions um, based on the packages and the personnel that you need um, to, to, to deploy. But a lot of these guys are going to be in a, in a hybrid model where, you know, you may see them line up differently uh, as opposed to, you know, with their normal customary you know, positions are, and I, we said that it want the D line. We said that with the linebackers and we're, we're saying it again with the secondary, especially with, um, shallow and, 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 and Cameron Silman, just to name a few of the safeties. You got Herman Smith and who's a freshman back there who I'm hearing some good things about because of his size <laughs> and his physical ability. And of course, uh, nugget and Zay, which were, which were extremely effective, uh, during the spring season. I hate Bowden got injured for maybe about two or three games during the spring where he couldn't really, um, you know, you know, get out there and showcase his skills. But when he was out there, he was pretty effective. So let me correct, um, let, me, let me, let me correct myself on something. I said, uh, uh, apologize to Nugget. Nugget's actually a four star. So I said, I said three, but he's four star. I just want to, <laughs> yeah, get, get, I to correct. Hey, my part. bad, my bad on that. Nugget, Nugget, number one Juco cornerback. My bad. I slipped on that one. Hey, listen, yeah. Nugget already got snubbed out of the preseason all swag. Now let's yeah, get this ready. It keeps snubbing nuggets, so we apologize. Can 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 speaking of speaking of uh all swag, man, we got an all swag senior cornerback that's been with us for quite a few years. That's I mean, we talk about depth and CJ. I mean mm-hmm. to have CJ, I mean CJ came in, he missed a few games in the spring, came in, got two interceptions first game. I yep, mean, absolutely. it was impressive. That's facts. That's facts. I mean, and then he played he played the safety position. I mean it, uh, we picked up Kendrick, uh, Wiggins uh, from ULM, but then you just mentioned Shaq, Herman Smith, Cal Sim, uh, uh, Cam Simon. The point I wanted to make with that is, is that we're really um, let's let's not forget Zay Adams. He started yeah. in the spring. So my point is, we got five more DBs that can all start. After you mentioned the first five that we just that's that's ten DBs, and, and you know Javian is a tone setter. You know, oh yeah, they, they, you know they come across that middle. Man, he yeah, yeah, dropped yeah. the hat on folks, yeah. man. Yeah, he a head hunter, man. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. No more targeting. No more targeting, man. No more targeting. <laughs> yeah. Keep the shoulders up a little bit. Pad level straight and go knock them down, man. Yeah. He's coming through that like running light. I'm like, no, it's, it's not the '80s, <laughs> man. This is hey, water. Man. That kid did not carry himself like a true freshman. He he was no, he didn't, man. He, he didn't come he across did. as it. Just his his swag, his play on the field, just how he fit in with the team. He seemed like he had been there he seemed like an upperclassman man shout out to Clavin, man you remember we had Clavin back on the show when we talked about we previewed that class a while back all the earlier show he, yep. he talked he was big on Xavier adams man before and he even kid. before he even signed absolutely yep. which of those guys uh came on an official visit would you say you're most excited about i know we have those you know three old linemen who, who committed so would you say those are probably the guys you're most excited about for me, it's JV and Adams. Okay. 
Yeah, you know, he's a kid from Hodgeburg, Mississippi, who's supposedly committed. So, you know, you're talking about 183 tackles, five interceptions, two fumble recoveries, you know, a QB hurry, you know, he blocked three field goals. You know, he also played kick returner. So a guy like that would definitely be a boost to the roster. And and I'm telling you, he he's a he's a thumper. He's a I mean, my goodness, man. Um I love it, man. Just the level of depth is just unbelievable for the defense that we have. Absolutely. And, guys, I know this is a defensive preview, but I want to include the the punting game in there as well. I think that's essential, especially when you talk about field position, things mm-hmm. of that nature. We have two of them, two guys who I think can get it done. I think we'll be good either way. Shout out to Lane, man. Lane McGregor, man. Lane was a good punter for us. Uh, we probably used Lane a little bit too much in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> I know he don't, you know, he don't mind it, but uh, Lane did a really good job. I think he's a really good punter. Uh, but you know, we had Bailey Rayborn on the show, who's a kind of a all three in one. Um, I see Lane kind of starting off as a punter with maybe a little bit of support from uh, from uh, from Bailey. If Bailey's knocking down those field goals, we we'll be good with that. Yeah. Kick them, you know. But I think Lane will be the punter for us. Oh, yeah. He was very capable as a punter. And as you said, I would like to see him a lot less if there's one person that I don't want to see on the field. <laughs> we um, we love you, Lane, but we don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I just want you on the side, side of looking pretty, man. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with the, with yeah, the mohawk. Yep. <laughs> hey. the, helmet, the helmet in your hand. Look, Lane, we need to see you two times. One in the in the first half, the next in the second half. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you get one punt per half, Lane. One punt per half, man. <laughs> oh, man. Lane, me. stay in your lane, man. That's on the sideline. <laughs> DJ Corey C. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, great stuff, fellas. Great stuff. Again, we're looking forward to this camp battle, defense and offense, but you know, the defense, I think we can we, – we talked about it. Can we get back to the dark side? That's where we want to be, that dark side, the, the vaunted dark side defense. Can we do it? Is this the year? Yeah, I think so. I think this is the time to do it. I mean, I think we got the personnel. We got the right coaching staff. Um, we got the, you know, the uh, swag is back. We're going to look good. I know the players going to feel good, so I expect <laughs> them to play good, right? And with um, the NIL, it's <laughs> pay good. Hey, hey, man, get paid hey, good. Man. They're going to get paid good, man. So, I mean, it starts with personnel. Personnel uh, schemes are great, but you got to have the uh, the Joes in order to make the X and O's work. So I think this is the time that we're going to see some some of that dark side kind of show itself uh, uh, up again. I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I agree that, you know, uh, the naysayers are all out. Uh, we know the pressure is on us, and we welcome that pressure. Um, this is the I love, you know. We, we came into this, um, as soon as we hired Coach Prime, we came into this with high expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, you can argue and say that some of those un- those expectations may have been unrealistic. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a privilege uh, to have the pressure on us um, because, you know, not every team in the SWAC, you know, warrants that or has that. And that's right. what comes with the legacy and the history that we have as the I love Jackson State. So, um, right I'm excited, on. you know, uh, I embrace it. You know, people say we want all the smoke. Yep, we do. We want the smoke. So um, it's already here. You know, we can't run away from it. For But I, I definitely think this is the year for the dark side, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when I look at the uh, the roster, uh, you, you can't help but think that, hey, 
this has all the makings of a dominant defense, uh, possibly one of the best defense we've seen uh, in, in a long time on this street. So uh, we definitely have um, an opportunity to be a shutdown defense. And I also look at the schedule. I look at the opponents. We have some formidable opponents, good quarterbacks on our schedule. And even with that, I think that we have a team that, that is uh, biting at the chumps and want to take advantage of the opportunity. So uh, they're, they're going to be uh, ready and they're going to be excited as well. And I think they're going to give it 100% and the coaches are going to make sure they do that. And I think you'll see a dominant defense in 2021. I got a quick question, fellas. Coach Thurman and Coach Weeks, who did they come from up under? Rex Ryan. One thing we know about Rex Ryan, he's always had good defenses. Defense the thing right. that haunted Rex Ryan in the NFL was he never had a good offense. That's, that's right. He had the most dominant defense with the New York Jets. Uh, so I'm going to say the uh, Buffalo Bills, but I would say the New York Jets when they had Re- uh, Revis Island, they had Mark but fumble Sanchez at quarterback. And he still got to the AFC championship game with the Mr. Butt fumble. With all due respect, but what I'm saying to you guys is this. I expect to see high intensity, just hair on fire uh, uh, football from our defense this season. Okay. I just, I, I mean, we got the personnel. If you look at the bodies, you look at the size, Go back and look to look at that that defense when they were dominant at the Jets, and, to, and look at position by position, and you're gonna see a real close resemblance to uh, uh, body size and caliber. And, and you got you had a lot of hybrids, a lot of fast linebackers. We got that. A lot of tough big bodies in the trenches. We got that, and we got great cover corners. Guess what we got? We got one physical on one side and one all world on the other side. So the make the the the, uh, the there won't be no excuses tolerated. Everybody's expecting. Then one last thing, they got us projected to finish third in the East. If that ain't enough disrespect, I don't know what you, you know. We got to go. I want to whoop everybody by forty. <laughs> That's know, how I feel, man. You know, I <laughs> haven't by forty. Yep. I I haven't been this excited for the beginning of the season um, since maybe our '99 season when. The, the first inauguration mm. of the swag championship game. Um, and we, yeah. we know how much talent we had on that team, that type of excitement that, that we had that season. That's uh, I, I mirror that same type of sentiment right now in terms of how excited I am right now for the season. No doubt. Absolutely. Great job. Fellas. Again, another great episode. Uh, looking forward to the season. As you said, looking forward to this potentially dark side defense. And I'll just close it out on this note. In the words of Shador Sanders, it equates to a blowout. <laughs> yes. yes. QB1. <laughs> Shout out to QB1, yes. man. He ain't ever so like that. Yeah. Hey, listen. I love, baby. The I love. Hey, hey, like, like um, I heard somebody said, I won't mention their name, but like they said, it ain't arrogance, man, when you know what you're working with. So shout out to QB1. No doubt. And that'll do it for episode 175 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.